What comes to your mind when you think of the word inheritance? You know, you probably think of that which someone leaves to those they love. Uh, once they pass away or once they die, it could be money, it could be a business, it could be a car, uh, furniture, um, could be anything. Um, there's a TV show called Strange Inheritance. Have you all seen this show? And uh, the show's about, you guessed it, strange inheritances. Uh, but sometimes very valuable inher- inheritances, but they're strange nonetheless, uh, that people leave to their families. Uh, some examples of these strange inheritances are um, a North Carolina man inherited 250,000 ancient Indian arrowheads. I mean, I'm sure that's very valuable and impressive. But I mean, what are you going to do with that? I mean, where are you going to put that? I'm thinking, I can't even try to figure out how to put our you know, summer and winter clothes in that closet together because we don't have much space. What are you going to do with all those arrowheads, you know? Uh, then another family inherited a B-17 bomber that this guy had mounted above his gas station. You know, I'm sure that's valuable, but I mean, you know, it's strange. A woman inherited a 67,000-piece hand-carved miniature circus. I'm thinking, who has that much time on their hands? I mean, carving a, cir- a little miniature circus. And I, I'm going to leave this to my family. They're going to love it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe you have something like that you're working on. You know? uh, my family's going to love this when they, when they get it. And, uh, but it's strange. But basically it shows, so, shows you that it, there could, you know, people leave all types of things um, to their family members as inheritances. Uh, and this idea of inheritance actually also runs throughout the Bible. Uh, there are verses, for example, that talk about that it is a blessing when we leave to our children an inheritance, even to our children's children. Okay, so there are verses that speak to that. But there's another inheritance that I want to talk to you about this morning. And this is where it ties into the book of Joshua that we've been studying for the past several weeks. And it's the inheritance that, is, that involves God and His people. And there are three parts to this inheritance that I have found in the Scripture that involves God and His people. The first part, and the one that we immediately think of, is what God gives to His people as an inheritance. And uh, we know from reading the scripture that God, in fact, does give an inheritance to his people. And this, this is traced all the way back to the beginning of creation. If you read the book of Genesis, for example, that God creates the world, he creates the earth, and then he creates mankind. And he creates the earth for mankind. You know, we are, people are supposed to, they were at least given the charge, Adam and Eve, they were given the charge to, you know, cultivate the earth, to uh, rule, have dominion. Uh, to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. And so the earth was made for man. Uh, however, we know that you know, the rebellion of mankind affected uh, their relationship, our relationship with the earth that God had given them and then given to us. Uh, but this idea that God has given us something uh, can be traced back all the way to the beginning. And the next time that we see this idea of God giving land, for example... Uh, showing up in the Bible occurs in the book of Genesis in chapter 15, where God makes a promise to Abraham. And this is what he says in Genesis 15, 18, 18 through 20. He says, On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I give this land. 
from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. So God promised an inheritance to Abraham's offspring, specifically this land. And the land that he promised Abraham's offspring is the land of Canaan that we've been reading about in Joshua. And uh, that brings us to where we are in the book of Joshua. Joshua 18 and 19, chapters 18 and verse, I mean, chapters 18 and 19, you, you read about Joshua dividing the remaining parts of the land of Canaan to the remaining tribes of Israel. And he completes the task of giving each tribe their inheritance. And what's interesting, out of all the words, uh, I mean, out of all the usages of the word inheritance in the Bible, it occurs most often in the book of Joshua. This, this word inheritance occurs 55 times in this book. Because the land of Canaan was Israel's inheritance from God. Listen to Joshua chapter 19 verse 51 as we come to the end of that chapter. We read, these are the inheritances that Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun and the heads of the father's houses of the tribes of the people of Israel distributed by lot at Shiloh before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. So they finished dividing the land. And so Joshua finished giving out all the land of Canaan to the tribes as an inheritance from God. And so the inheritance that God gave his people in the Old Covenant that we read about in the book of Joshua was the land of Canaan. So the question is for us, though, we're under the New Covenant. And so the question is, well, does God give us an inheritance? Uh, What about the church? Uh, Does God give an inheritance to the church? Is there inheritance for those who have faith in Jesus? And Christians, actually, we are We are promised an inheritance under the new covenant. It's similar but different uh, from that which Israel received under the old covenant. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 7. uh, Because we do receive an inheritance just like Israel received an inheritance. But ours is a bit different. Uh, And so Peter speaks to that inheritance in this passage and this is what he says, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. He says, Blessed be the, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So first Paul, I mean Peter tells us that It's by the mercy of God that we have been born again to a living hope. That's what he says at the beginning of this passage. And so the way that we are born again through a living hope is through faith in Jesus. And so because of what Jesus has accomplished on the cross and through his resurrection, 
we have received an inheritance if we are found in Christ. If we have faith in Christ, we have received an inheritance. And Peter uses three words to describe this inheritance that we receive from God through Christ. First, he says, it is imperishable. And so our inheritance in Christ will not suffer decay or death. Second, he says, it is undefiled. Our inheritance in Christ will never be tainted by sin. Third, he says, it is unfading. Our inheritance in Christ is eternal. Hebrews 9.15 says, Therefore he, speaking about Jesus, is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. And so our inheritance as Christians stands in contrast to the land of Canaan in that the land could perish. The land could be defiled and the land could be lost, which it actually was. Whereas our inheritance in Christ is imperishable, it's undefiled, and it is eternally secure. So this inheritance includes the new heavens and new earth. Uh, new heaven, new earth. It includes uh, being part of the kingdom of God. It includes our salvation, which ultimately finds its fulfillment in our glorification at the second coming of Christ. And so the first part of this idea of an inheritance that we read about in Scripture that involves God and His people, the first part is what you know, God gives to us. He gives to us, namely, our salvation. That is our inheritance. But the second part of our inheritance, or the inheritance that is spoken of in the Scripture, is what we are to God. Listen to, as I read a few verses. First passage I want to read to you comes from the book of Exodus 34, verses 8 and 9. It says, And Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped, and said, and he said, If now I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, please let the Lord go in the midst of us, for it is a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity in our sin, and take us as your inheritance. Then in Psalm 78, 70, and 71, he says, that God chose David his servant and took him from the sheepfolds, from following the nursing ooze, he brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people, Israel, his inheritance. And then over in the New Testament, Ephesians 1, 16 through 18, says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which He has called you, what are the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints. So the word inheritance can mean either something that you enter into in the future, you know, someone may leave you an inheritance in the future that you will enter into and possess, or it can refer to something that is a settled and secure possession. And it's the latter usage of the word that describes this second part of the inheritance. You know, we are God's inheritance in that we are God's possession. So yes, we will enter into heaven one day in the new heaven and the new earth. But in God's sight, now we are his possession. We are his people. So one part of the inheritance is what God gives us. The second part of the inheritance is what we are to God. 
And the third part of the inheritance is God himself. In the Old Covenant, you know, God told Aaron, and then he went on to tell the Levites after him, he said this, and you'll see this throughout uh, the Old Testament, specifically in the five books of the Bible, the first five books of the Bible. He says, you will have no inheritance in their land, nor will you have any share among them. God's speaking to Aaron and then to the Levites. He says, I am your share and your inheritance among the Israelites. And so as you read through the book of Joshua, you, you will read that all the tribes of Israel received large amounts of land except one tribe. And that was the tribe of Levi. Because they were the priests. And God told the Levites that He will be their inheritance. And in the New Covenant, Peter actually tells us this, that the church is a kingdom of priests. That's who we are. We are a kingdom of priests. And therefore, our inheritance is God Himself. So God promises that He will be our God and we will be His people. And so this inheritance involves three parts. What God gives us, namely our salvation. Two, we are God's people. We are His inheritance. And three, He is our God. He is our inheritance. But really the question is, why is it important to know that we have this inheritance? You know, what's significant about knowing that we have this inheritance guarded for us by God Himself? Well, see if you can pick up on the importance of knowing this from that passage in 1 Peter again as I read 1 Peter 1, 3, and 4. See if you can pick up on it. Blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. In Christ, we have a living hope. Did you pick pick up on that? We have this living hope. It's a living hope because of this inheritance that we can not only experience some of that inheritance now but it's laid up for us in the future and it's guaranteed because God himself is guarding it for us and so we have this inheritance and that produces this living hope so this promise of an eternal inheritance produces hope so here's what I want you to think about think about the biggest challenge you're facing right now the biggest challenge the biggest burden that you're facing right now Okay, Everyone in here has one, I'm sure. Something that's going on in your life that you wish were not going on. That you're ready to move past, through, beyond, right? Now what if I told you, okay, by next Sunday, by this time next Sunday, you will be through that challenge. And you will be in a much better and happier place than you are right now. If I could promise you that, that you're going to be through that challenge, it's going to be over. You're going to be in a much better and happier place than you are right now. How would that affect the way you entered this week? Now, it wouldn't strip your challenge from all the unpleasantness, would it? I mean, it would still be some difficulty there and some discomfort. But it would change your whole perspective in how you entered the week. Because, you know, 
I'm going to get through this. I'm going to make it. We're going to, we're going to get through this. It's going to get better. That's called hope. There is hope there. And that's what is given to you and me if we are in Christ. We have this hope. I can't promise you now that by next week your challenge is going to be over with. I wish I could do that. I can't. I mean, there's challenges in my life that I wish were over. I can't promise or guarantee you that they're going to be over by next week. But what we do know is we have this hope. We have this inheritance that God gives us. That is imperishable. It's undefiled. It's unfading. It's kept in heaven for us. God promises us a place. The new heaven, new earth. He promises that we will be His people. He promises that He will be our God. And because our inheritance comes from God and is guarded by God, it is imperishable, it is undefiled, it is unfading. And so here's what I want you to do. As you you walk through difficult times, I want you to think about who you are in Christ and what God has laid up for you in heaven. And allow that truth just to give you hope to keep going, to keep persevering, to keep moving forward. As you face insecurity and thinking down about yourself, reflect on the truth that you are God's inheritance. That God chose you, He redeemed you, so that you will be His. Think of God's love for you. As you face loneliness and rejection, realize that God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He promises to work all things for the good of those who love Him. He promises to complete what He started in you. He is your God. You are His people. And so what we see in the Scripture is this is our inheritance. And like I said at the beginning, you look around, there are some strange inheritances out there. People leave some strange things to their family. But this is not a strange inheritance. But it is the exact inheritance that we need the most. Because it's it's an inheritance that gives us a future and a hope. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the inheritance that you give us. Our salvation. The promise that uh, the presence of sin will come to an end. And we will be with you in a place that is uh, ideal. That is perfect. Well, thank you that we as your people, that we are your inheritance, that you call us yours. And God, thank you that you are our inheritance, that we can come to you. That we have this relationship with you through faith in Jesus Christ. That we can experience both now and forever. We are so thankful for this inheritance. Lord, I pray that the truth of this inheritance will uh, continue to fuel the hope in our lives. No matter how dark it gets, no matter how difficult it gets. Lord, help us to reflect on this truth. That there is always hope with you. Because of what you are doing and what you will do for us. And we're so thankful for that truth. Birth hope in us today. Especially those of us who are really struggling. Who are in a dark place. God, would you shine the light of your goodness in their lives. 
Remind them of these promises in your word. Help them cling to them. And may hope continue to live in their hearts as we begin to go through this week. And we pray this in Jesus' name.